1: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is the life. It still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
0: Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Father Jason Leffer. And we have a very special day today. Um... We are broadcasting live on the new, brand new deck from the <laughs> Glorian Dairy in Lefford, North Dakota. It's a day of joy and glory. We are celebrating uh, many great feast days today on a, on a local level. This is all due to uh, my co-host this morning. Good morning. How is it, everyone? What is your name? Um, it's Lori. Lori Leffer, so you're you're being you're receiving stereo from the Leffers today. Father Jason Leffer and, and <laughs> Lori and, Leffer and and, and oh, who, who's who's this? Robert. So <laughs> it, Robert is the father of Father Jason Leffer and and, and Sister Lori sister Leffer. Sister Lori Leffer and it's great when I call my dad. He always says, um, uh, "Father Jason, this is your father, Robert speaking." So uh, so, Dad, what is it that we're celebrating? Uh, hundred, 130 years of life <laughs> I think you might be exaggerating there a little bit I think He's uh, he's reached uh, his his 80th year of life And the leffer men are not known for getting that far so no, he's, he's the oldest yeah, So so far But actually, Laurie, I want to acknowledge you You've, um, you've come on to Real Presence recently And um, you've been working really hard behind the scenes and on air a lot. Uh, just you. this week alone you've uh, put on lots of miles in the in the name of uh, Real Presence Radio yes. and it's great to see your, your inspiration and motivation to uh, help spread uh, Catholic Radio the way you are and actually this is all due to her. It was her crazy idea to broadcast from Leffer and to do this <laughs> on the on the celebration of Dad's birthday, it's actually my fiftieth birthday as well, so we're throwing that yeah. in there. Yeah, and he, twenty-one years and, priesthood. Uh, twenty-one years priesthood. Also, we're celebrating, so we had a couple of nieces here who graduated from college and high school, and they were not really able, able to, to celebrate because yeah. of COVID. So we're we're having a celebration here on the on the Leffer. Uh, farm this morning. But before we get we got a great lineup coming to you and we don't want to make it all about the lefters huh? Right? Why, why not? Right. Okay. We got a lot of stories. What's greater than left? Right, but anyway, <laughs> let's invoke our Heavenly Father right now as we begin this broadcast in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God our Father in heaven, we praise you, we worship you, we adore you, we glorify you. Heavenly Father, we ask you now send your Holy Spirit, Lord, and give our life upon our hearts, our minds, our imaginations, our memories. Stir up and awaken in us the full divine life. Inspire us into your image and likeness to be your full faith-filled children. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I, I heard it St. Catherine the Astonishings feast day today. We were having yes. earlier this morning. You know, now this morning here as we gather, we have uh, uh, our, our first guest is who's coming is a, is a dear friend of the, uh, uh, um, the Leffer family. So that that's, that that's why he's on. That's why he's on because um uh he, he we've known him across years. Okay. He he once okay. made a famous you, uh, uh, pilgrimage. You, uh... to, he once made a famous pilgrimage to Lefford, North Dakota and um and uh so and I can't wait to get into the story with him, but uh, so Bishop Rice, are you on the air with us this morning?
1: I am on the air. I am here. I'm live and in person.
0: No, no, good morning. So you hail from uh, originally from the Archdiocese of St. Louis, is that correct?
1: I do. Born and raised in St. Louis, I was a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Louis uh, until four years ago, when I was sent down to be the bishop in Springfield, Cape Girardeau.
0: Could Could you just take a minute and tell us the 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 diocese of Springfield, Cape Girardeau is kind of unique because you have two. Could you just tell us geographically about that diocese a little bit? What makes it a little bit unique?
1: <laughs> sure there's a lot that makes it unique it's a very it's a very rural diocese outside of Springfield and Cape Girardeau and Joplin those are the three major cities but everything else all my parishes are in small towns and some of my parishes aren't even in towns or are just at a crossroads of an intersection where the church was established uh, for whatever reason so my my diocese is the bottom third of the state if you can imagine that going from uh, from the west, from the Oklahoma border, all the way across the state until you reach over to where uh, Illinois and Kentucky and, um, a little, and um, Arkansas is on the bottom part. So uh, it's the bottom third. It's long and narrow, 25,719 square miles. And uh, of the four dioceses in the state of Missouri, there is St. Louis, Jefferson City, uh, Kansas City, St. Joe, and then Springfield, Cape, Georgia. We're the largest of the four dioceses.
0: So, so uh, Bishop Rice. a lot
1: of square miles.
0: Yeah. So, now, can you let our listeners? We have Mike. How many listeners we got? Like two point two point four million. Two point four million people are listening to you right now, Bishop Rice. So, okay. what could you? Uh, how is it that you came to know me? I would like to hear your version of your first okay. encounter with me. Uh,
1: let's see. I was working at the college seminary. I was the college rector of the seminary in the 1990s.
0: That was a long time ago, ancient history.
1: Oh, my gosh. Let's not even go there. But so let's see. um, My first assignment was at the parish. My second assignment was teaching high school. Yeah, and so that was my third assignment as a priest was working at the seminary. And um, as I recall, I remember seeing you in the chapel, uh, at that time, sometimes the um, the theologians and the pre-theologians would come into our college chapel, and uh, and I don't know if that if I remember you from there or if I remember you telling me that's where you saw me. I'm, I can't remember what it was, but it was at the college seminary. Uh, uh, the college seminary and the theologate are both under the same roof on the same building. You know, half the building is for the college, the other half is for the theologate, and. Uh, Somehow it had to do with uh, after mass and we were praying in chapel or something like that. Do you know the specific
0: details? Well what I remember is uh I was I was down there in the big city Saint Louis, had just been sent on to theology and I was in desperate need of a spiritual director and I was desperately pleading with the Blessed Mother to guide somebody to me and I was in the chapel by myself when I opened my eyes you were there. And so oh. <laughs> so then I, 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 I stalked you and I followed you who this guy was, and I knocked on your door, and I said, could you be my spiritual director? And you were like, uh, who are you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, re- I remember uh, going into the chapel, and I remember you being in the college chapel.
0: That's, that's and it what was it was, just, yeah. was,
1: And it just stuck in my mind, because, you know, you were in the theology program, and I just thought, why is this theology guy in the college chapel? <laughs> Which was fine.
0: Now, all I know, the reason I bring that up is, you know, just the, the power of prayer, intercessory prayer, and how, you know, oftentimes we think we're alone or we're living this life in this world when when the Holy Spirit, the saints, the angels, the, we're all one big family here, and there's this interrelationship going on, guiding us and directing us, everything from our, our guardian angels to the saints in heaven to, you know, even people in, in, in this world. And, and I bring that up so our listeners will would listen like sometimes when we're we're feeling lost or lonely or don't know where we are we, we appeal and and sometimes the answer is right in front of your eyes you know and yeah. and you need you need to be brave enough just to reach out and to and to ask you know like i took it i i asked the blessed mother i opened my eyes you were there and i took i okay. said okay this has to be the answer and it and it did <laughs> it did lead us on an incredible journey here for you know 20 some years now that we we've, we've been relating but you know in that process you did make a pilgrimage up to the state of north dakota early on i think when bishop ziffel was being installed in bismarck and uh we gave you a oh, tour yeah. we gave you a tour of north dakota of dairy farms of the madora musical uh all we kinds said, of things what, what are some of the that, yeah. what are some of the exciting things you remember about north dakota
1: well, I, I you know you can't help but go to North Dakota and be impressed at the beauty it's totally different from the Midwest. you know uh, you know the Midwest we have rolling hills and greenery and all that kind of stuff not so much in North Dakota uh, you know but it's it's a beautiful place and I mean, just what sticks out in my mind is the bad land you know uh, just Beauty of nature there, and it's just totally different from the Midwest. And I think that's what's so attractive about it. You know, yeah, people talk about going to.
0: There's go something ahead. a bit prehistoric about it, isn't it?
1: There is. It's almost like when you, it's almost like yeah. Uh, uh,
0: you see the uh, the butte,
1: you know, and it's like wow. You can just almost see the finger of God creating it all. You know, Very beautiful.
0: Like going back in time.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I remember. So, yeah, Bishop Ziffle, when he was installed, I had been stationed with him as a seminarian, and when Bishop Zippel was installed, he flew uh, to North Dakota, and so he had to drive his car. So uh, he, he asked me to drive his car uh, to North Dakota, and uh, I did. And he was one of the first people I knew that had a cell phone. They had a phone in his car. It was a big old clunky thing about the size of a half gallon of milk, you know, real big. And I remember we, I was with um, now his name, Bishop sticker At the time he was Father Sticca and one of the other priests. And we were driving up there and we got the idea to, to call him on the cell phone. And we did. And we're talking for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Oh. And, and then he says, we says, how are you guys calling me? And I said, well, we're using your cell phone. And he said, the cell phone? He said, get off that thing. That's expensive. And that's the conversation right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that that reminds me of our relationship. So many uh, funny moments and, and great things along the way. This is Real Presence Live. You're listening to a special broadcast this day. It's coming to you from uh, the Glorian Dairy Farm in Lefford, North Dakota. We're celebrating Joy of Life and and celebration of of life. No, and we're talking with Bishop Rice, who is the uh, he is the um, ordinary of the Diocese of Springfield, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, the state of Missouri. No. So Bishop Rice, you you came from you, in your own words you describe it as a Hoosier family from from, oh, yeah, yeah. from St Louis. Th- there's a great story I want you to share with all of our listeners about how you found out what date your birthday was on. Could you could you tell that story to us?
1: Well, sure. So I'm one of ten children, and I'm the I'm the sixth of the ten. So there's you know. Pretty much almost every month there's a birthday, you know, uh, a good, good chance of that. Almost every month we have a birthday in my family. And uh, I always celebrated my birthday on the last day of the month of July uh, because that's when my mom celebrated my birthday. I, I just assumed until I was like 14 that the last July was my birthday. So I was going into high school and you needed to have a physical for cross country and football and all that kind of And so um, I needed my birth certificate, and I looked at my birth certificate, and it said my birthday was July 28th. And I was just stunned because I, up to that point, I had never celebrated my birthday on July 28th. It was always the last day of the month. And so I said to my mom, I said, Mom, my, my birth certificate says my birthday is July 28th. And she said, Okay. And I said, well, we've never celebrated it on the 28th. It's always been at the end of the month. She said, oh, I knew it was at sometime at the end of the month anyway. No big deal. And that's how that's just how she was. You know, so It was at the end of July. You got a cake. What are you worried about? It was fine. And, and so it wasn't until I was like 14 that I realized that my birthday was actually July 28th. So it's coming up next week.
0: <laughs> you know, what, what I love about that story is just how you're, it, 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 in some ways, it kind of capsules Catholic families, right? Where we are, we're yeah. all together. This is what it's like growing up, and everybody pitches in, everybody does their thing, and like, you know, yeah, we celebrate your birthday, what's the big deal? Let's, you No. Know, exactly. yeah. you know, for our
1: birthdays, we never got gifts or anything, you know, we always got a cake or whatever we wanted. You know, my one brother, he loved cherry pie, so on his birthday, he always got a cherry pie, you know, and um, I always liked a coconut cake. My mom would always give me a coconut cake, so
0: yeah, it was all good. So, no, you've met my dad, haven't you? I have met Mr.
1: Lepper. How are you, Mr. Lepper? Yes.
0: Just great. No, no, Bishop Rice, he's turning 80 years old. Do you have, do you have any words of wisdom for him?
1: Well, uh, on the 28th of this month, I'm turning 60, so uh, I'd take some words of wisdom from him. You know? <laughs>
0: Oh. You, you you're doing a great great life in your job <laughs>
1: well i'm trying i'm trying god god's been good to me so far you know i i always say uh god, he's not going to pull the rug out from under my feet but uh, i said that to one of the pink sisters here i'm giving a retreat to and she says oh no he's pulled the rug out of my feet many a times but he always
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we still have buttes in north Dakota <laughs> that's right you yeah, yeah. I think my dad is referencing a time where Bishop Rice was studying the map of North Dakota, and he said, what's with all these, these butts that you have in your state? Rainy butt and black butt and white butt. And yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce I said, Bishop, I those are buttes. Those yeah, are buttes, Bishop. That was
1: my first visit to North Dakota. Yeah, I
0: didn't know. <laughs> so you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're uh, uh, celebrating life and, and the joy of life here. And uh, please stay tuned with us. We'll continue with our conversation with Bishop Ray on the other side of this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is
1: changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible, and we hope
0: the future brings you here, close to home or at homeishere.org. Hi,
1: I'm Crystalina Everett, and I have a new show coming to Real Presence Radio beginning Thursday, August 6th at 11 a.m. Central. It's called Women Made New, where women help women get closer to God through honest conversation with our guests about the challenges we face in our lives. We'll be reminded that no matter what mistakes we've made, it's never too late to start over. That's Women Made New, heard right here on Real Presence Radio every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Central, beginning August 6th.
0: Um, well, I can tell you, early on when we had kids, it was you, you go through it and you do what you can, and uh, you, you do it for that day. And uh, you work hard, get up every day, go to work, make arrangements, make make it work. And yeah. you pray, and yeah. you pray, and you pray. Clark started business owning it when he was 18 because his father died. And so when I married him, it's exactly like he said. Sometimes you you put your head down and you you do what you need to do, and you wonder how is this all going to turn out. Yeah. And that's the the faith part of it. And um, I would say when you, when you have kids and uh, you're creating that family, then that's just part of. Uh, it's the inspiration that allows you to do it. I mean, because when I look back, i I have no idea how we've been able to provide a roof over the head and clothes on the back and food. because there were some days when we said, "Give us a stay our daily bread, we meant it. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Jason Leffer and his co-host. Lori Leffer, and sister. Here we are. We're broadcasting from Gloria and Derry this morning, having a, a great joy and celebration. Um, at the hour, bottom of the hour, we have uh, Katie Fidman mm-hmm. who's going to join us. We look forward to that interview as well. Meanwhile, as the big semis are driving by our studio this morning, we have Bishop Rice from uh, Cape Girardeau. In Southern Missouri, he is with us on air, and we've just been reflecting on on the joy of life. So, so Bishop Rice, could you? Um, how did you hear the Lord calling you, or what was it that uh, inspired you to think about vocation?
1: Well, it, it's kind of interesting. I think uh, you know, I grew up in a Catholic family, and you know, I would say that we were just a typical Catholic family. We weren't overtly pious, but at the same time, we practiced the faith. You know? and maybe looking back on it, I realize maybe we were more pious than I realized, you know. We always had an Advent wreath, for example, during Advent. We always observed Lent in a very serious way at home. And, of course, we went to uh, Sunday Mass together as a family as long as possible. Um, And so, you know, I look back on that, and I would say it was just a typical Catholic. And my own journey to the vocation was was nothing earth-shattering. I think early on, I had a teacher that uh, had us carry the rosary in our pocket because after seventh grade, our seventh grade teacher, uh, after recess, she would say, okay, now get out your rosary, and we would pray a decade of the rosary. And that was her way of sort of calming us down after running around from recess, and we'd be ready for the afternoon classes. Always at the end of the day, as part of homework, she would put math, science, religion, history, and then she would always put, finish the rosary. (laughs) <laughs> as part of our homework, and I started praying the Rosary on, an era, you know, in, in an early age, in seventh grade, and I was always faithful to it. I kind of fell in love with it early on. My that same teacher said that uh, wearing the scapular was like having the arms of the Blessed Mother around you, and I thought, well, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> so um, I started wearing the scapular as well. And it's sort of in my high school years, I got into the message of Fatima observing the first Saturday of the month, uh, going to confession on a regular basis. And I think that was like the the precursor to my vocation. And then in my junior year, I really started to think seriously. Uh, my dad passed away when I was a junior in high school. And I think that kind of um, redirected my thoughts as to what, um, as what to do with my life. I had brothers who were already police officers and um, I thought, oh, it would be neat to be a police officer like two of my brothers. I would be the third rice boy to be a cop. And as it is, my brother became a cop. And so there were three rice boys that were police officers for the city of St. Louis, but I wasn't one of them. And uh, I just knew by the end of my junior year, senior year in high school, I at least had to try the summary. And I think it was my devotion to the Blessed Mother, unbeknownst to me. The, our Lady was kind of gently guiding me in that direction. So that my see. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, I just want to, for our listeners, I want to, I want to verify this because when you know we told that story about you becoming my my spiritual director, but I, I would always come to you and and first I just want to say this, you know nowadays especially right now the bishops are kind of taking it on the chin you know within the church bishops kind of get maligned or there's they're they're basically kind of disappointing our expectations what have you you know people have been pretty rough on them but i just want to say like the church is so blessed to have you as a bishop um just i'm not sure i'm biased because i know you personally but i'm just saying (laughs) but but what i want to testify to is this i'd come to you for spiritual direction and it was always have you been doing your holy hour have you been saying your rosary? Are you saying your office? Are you going yeah. to daily mass? Have you gone to confession? Okay now, what's your problem you know yeah it, it was just it's just this consistency The other thing I want to testify to and bring things together here is like um your your story there about the first Saturdays or the first fridays and and uh, there was a time where i I talked to my parents you know. Individually, like I'd ask my dad, I said, well, dad, you've always been faithful your whole life, but maybe your siblings haven't. W- w- what's the difference? Why have you been faithful and not them? And he said, well, when I was a teenager, I made the first Fridays to the Blessed Mother that I'd never lose my faith and that she'd guide me to my spouse. You know, I'm like, wow, that's pretty inspiring. Then I, then I asked my mom one time, I said, well, why, you know, why have you always been faithful? Or, well, when I was a teenager, I made the first Saturdays to the Blessed Mother that she would keep me faithful. And, and it was interesting, mom and dad didn't know that about each other until I pointed that out yeah. to them. You know, yeah. but I just see there's this consistency, right, to appealing to the Blessed Mother and how she kind of arranges things in the background and guides and leads us. So then that, sure. that brings us to our next question. What What happened the day that you heard you were being called uh, by Pope Benedict to be a bishop?
1: Well, by that time, so um, let's see, I'd been a priest by then, oh, I don't know, uh, 24 years. Um and i was at that time i was uh, in the vocation office i was the vocation director for the for the archdiocese of st louis and i spent the morning at one of our high schools promoting vocations and i come back into the office uh early afternoon and my secretary said uh, oh the archbishop wants to see you and I, I remember thinking, oh, what does he want? <laughs> 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 I just came all day from, you know, I just went all morning in one of the high schools. I so the last thing I'm going to do is go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> So I called him, and he said, oh, come on over, i got to talk to you. I said, okay, I guess I did something wrong, or he's going to give me another assignment. And that's when he told me that the uh, the Holy Father had made me to be the Auxiliary Bishop for the Archdiocese. And then for about an hour, we spoke back and forth, and I kept on telling him why I thought that was a bad idea. And he kept <laughs> telling me, why, it's too bad you don't think it's a good idea, but it's going to happen anyway. And, <laughs> And then when when I left his office, uh, he said, "Okay, well, listen, I can't talk you into doing this. You have to decide for yourself. It has to be a free choice." And he said, um, "It's one o'clock now. Uh, call me this evening." So I went. I left, and I went to visit my parents' graves. You know, my dad died when I was in high school. My mom died a year after I was ordained a priest. And I said, "Well, I'm going to go to the cemetery and ask mom and dad what should I, do? you know." And, uh, so I went to the cemetery and I prayed at their grave, and I got nothing, but I just have some <laughs> little inspiration, absolutely free, nothing and I just thought, you know, I just thought, well, I'm making too big of a deal of this, just do it, and that's what it was. I called the archbishop back and said, "Okay, I'll do it."
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you, I was sitting in my office at the Newman Center when it came across on the uh on the world news Catholic news that uh Pope Benedict had just made a new new bishop for the Archdiocese of St. Louis and Auxiliary, Edward Rice. And I just, I burst out laughing. I was laughing and crying. I was just like, oh, it goes yeah, to show I... you, if, if if he can be made a bishop, anybody can be made a bishop. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I'm looking if she can dress up anybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Bishop Rice, one of the things, responsibilities as a bishop is your teaching office uh, so, I know today we're actually kind of pulling away from your duties for this interview, but what is it that you're about today? And can you share with our listeners a little bit what, what you're doing?
1: Oh, what I'm doing right now?
0: Yep. Here. Oh, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Um, so, I'm in St. Louis right now for eight days for a retreat that I'm giving to a group of sisters called the Pink Sisters. Their official name is Holy Spirit Adoration Sisters. They're a cloistered group, they have a convent in Philadelphia, St. Louis. Lincoln, Nebraska, and Corpus Christi, Texas. They have perpetual adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. There is always a Sister, seeking for the needs of the people and the needs of the Church. And uh, so, I'm giving them their retreat. I kind of grew up not too far from the Sisters are. I used to I used to serve when I was a little kid at their altar, and uh, they've been a real inspiration to me on my journey to the and then the Episcopacy. So they asked me if I would give them their retreat, and I said, absolutely, I would. So I'm up in St. Louis. I'm about halfway through it, ends next Tuesday. Um, And the Pink Sisters, if you're not familiar with them, Holy Spirit Adoration Sisters. And uh, I would really encourage young ladies to consider, if you're considering a contemplative vocation, to uh, look at the Pink Sisters. Uh, They're a wonderful, wonderful group of faithful sisters in the Church. They're a good
0: you know, as long as I've known you uh, in these past 20 years or so, you have always made time for the religious sisters and giving them retreats and so forth. Is that, is that kind of a calling within a calling for you? or, or Well, uh,
1: just... m- uh, one of my priest friends, he says, I'm a nun
0: guy. You know, I, I like <laughs> nuns, you
1: know. Uh, especially I always say be nice to the nuns that have nursing homes. Someday they'll be changing your diet. <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, but, you know, the religious sisters are the backbone of the church. You know, they labored in our classrooms for generations. And, uh, you know, they ran hospitals, and, the, you know, the, they deserve, they deserve whatever we can give them, you know. And uh, and every bishop wants a cloistered convent in their diocese, praying for the needs of the diocese, that's for sure. Uh, and I'm blessed that I have some in my own diocese as well. I've got uh, Trappist and Cistercian men uh, down in Springfield, Cape Girardeau, Diocese, and recently a group of Benedictine nuns from Gower, Missouri, started a daughter house. Down in my diocese, so I have contemplative Benedictines as well. So I'm very blessed to be able to have uh, contemplatives in my own diocese now as well. That's been a real blessing for us.
0: No, so Bishop Rice, maybe the minute that we have left here, could you, you know, we, we have over two million listeners right now who are tuning in. Could you, you know, bishops take it on the chin, but could you let our listeners know as from a bishop's perspective? What is it that you need from the laity? Specifically, what can we pray for, maybe for you and your diocese, or just in general? What is, what is it that the bishops need from the laity at this time in history?
1: Uh, I, I, I think the laity um, have a crucial role in the Church, especially right now. And I just I always call my people to be faithful. Simply be faithful. Live an active, sacramental life. Make a commitment to the Eucharist. Whether it's the Sunday celebration, if you can get to a Mass during the weekday, make a commitment to the Eucharist. With, without that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But with the Eucharist, all things possible. I tell the lady, live an active sacramental life. You know, focus on family. There's so much out there pulling away from the family. So, and I think reconciliation as well. These are the two sacraments that we can use the most, the Eucharist and reconciliation. So it's, it's not a big mystery. Uh, We don't have to create some new programs. Let's just be dedicated to what we have. We have sacraments in the Church. Be faithful to the Eucharist. Use, Open yourself to the sacrament of reconciliation
0: on a regular basis.
1: And you know what? The, The history of the Church has proven that that's enough to get us to heaven
0: amen preach it brother okay bishop yeah. please please give us your blessing before you you depart from us here
1: certainly may the lord bless you and keep you may he turn his face towards you be gracious to you may the lord look upon you with kindness and grant you his peace in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen. amen
0: amen bishop rice thank you for being so generous with your time with us we just enjoy what an enjoyable uh interview with you and and God's blessings to you and all that you do for the church. Yes. Thank you so much. And, and I have to say, when you're <laughs> really you. famous, when you die, I have your signature. <laughs> 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 I don't that, think that famous theology book. Coffee, <laughs> <laughs> you're, listening to you're, real, you're listening to Real Presence Live. So please stay tuned. On the other side of this, uh, this break, we are going to have the director of the Connect Medical Clinic with us. You are not going to want to miss this interview. Live, engaging, and local.